first image I have when I see Carlos is an elf or gnome. I know him through the diocese and my job there, which in part consists of allowing unsheltered people to use the phone and to offer water and the occasional pop tart. Carlos, though, always gets my attention because he is so different. The way he dresses is the first thing I notice. He wears these wild socks with swirling yellow and blue stripes, or white ones with big red polka dots that run all the way up over his knees. His pants tucked in by the, by the leggings are invariably brown and baggy. And then there is the white t-shirt covered with a baggy brown jacket. The ensemble is usually com completed with a hat that is big like a mad hatter and covers his half-shaved head. Walking down the street, I always see the hat first and then the socks. The other thing about him, and the thing in which I most remember him, is his ability to give. Carlos has the most generous spirit, and with his high voice, I will hear him say, Hey, Daniel, do you want these crosses I just got? No, no, I have plenty of crosses. No, I wanted to give you these, he says, because they're special. Other times, he'll be putting gifts in my hands before I can say anything. Here you go, I saw these new Dr. Seuss socks, and immediately I thought of them. I got them in the mail yesterday. This constant giving never stops, and it is always the first thing I have to battle with whenever I see him. I say battle because I have collected so many items and am beginning to wonder what my co-workers are thinking. <laughs> if people can be summed up by what most concerns them, Carlos's ultimate concern would be he is forgiving. Today's gospel reading isn't about giving so much as it is about locating the citizens of heaven. Jesus' sermon on the mount begins with the Beatitudes or blessings. And so I have a question for you. I always have a question. What do you imagine you hear? when you hear these blessings? Do you imagine through a futuristic lens life in all capital letters? What Jesus on the cross with the thief called paradise? I wonder, what do you imagine that will look like? Or does something in you forbid even envisioning such a picture? Because maybe you want to be surprised. I wonder, 
Do you have friends that when you hear Jesus proclaiming these words, you immediately think of them? I do. I have a friend who is a peacemaker. I know others who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Another who mourns. Others who are poor in spirit. Who do you think of? Do you think of yourselves as one of these people? Since the New Testament was written first in Greek, it makes sense that we translate those specific Greek words that are primary to the reading. And, the, and today it is the Greek word makarios, which means blessedness. But I wonder if that word may sound a bit too out there for people. Too evangelical. Too fundamentalist. I think this is an honest response. It's mine. New Testament professor Amarga Gamer translates Macarius as greatly honored. She says this because what it implies is that the meek, the merciful, the persecuted, etc., are not the ones honored in this world. They are the ones the world usually forgets. However, in the Beatitudes, the world's values and hierarchies are turned completely upside down. What is not rewarded or even seen here is seen and rewarded in heaven. And these greatly honored ones have something that the people living by the world's standards do not have. They see the bigger picture. In a world that is more about transactions and socioeconomic status, the greatly honored are about are more about cultivating and deepening relationships that are grounded in God. The greatly honored see and experience the world's injustices and through their endurance of it are imbued with a joy and happiness that the world can never touch. Diedrich Bonhoeffer called this blessedness that is sometimes the cause of our suffering the cost of discipleship. In other words, grace is not cheap. Sometimes, sometimes it costs. Today's Old Testament reading in Micah begins with Yahweh bringing charges against Israel, but it ends with mercy and encouragement. Do justice and love kindness. And walk humbly with God. This links up with my next question. What if you don't see yourself at all in these Beatitudes? That is, you are not poor in spirit. You are not mourning, meek. Nor do you hunger or thirst. Nor are you particularly merciful or pure. Or a, pre or a peacemaker, 
or persecuted for righteousness' sake. In fact, you may be a well-liked person. What are you to do then? The answer is in today's reading in Micah. Do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with God. In other words, be about giving. To be a person about giving means to be for giving. The right, the right, the wise writer Anne Lamont once said, Earth is forgiveness. I think this is a shrewd characterization of what it means to be human today because people need to be forgiven so that the people asking for forgiveness and the people doing the forgiving can move on with their lives. We do these charitable things with God's help and then we do them again and again and again. I haven't heard from Carlos in quite a while now. I'm hoping his mom and dad have taken him in and that he is getting the care he needs. I, have, I am also grateful to him for showing me what being a person for giving can really look like. And giving freely like this is something I can practice every day even when wearing fantastic hats <laughs> and Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Amen. Amen.